ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, it is another week and another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited just about this practical, helpful topic as we discuss hospitality to the traveler. Um, so this has been a topic that's kind of been brewing in my mind really over the past probably two-ish years as we have been the traveler, as we have been traveling all over the East Coast of the United States on deputation, staying in so many people's homes. Homes, um, I've really been kind of thinking through this aspect of hospitality. And I know I have several different hospitality topics on this podcast, hospitality within the home, what the heart of hospitality should be as we look at hospitality from a biblical perspective. I did an interview with Marcy Fowler as we talked through different um, reasons why women find it difficult to extend hospitality and just simplify those and work you through those things. So hospitality has been kind of a common topic on my podcast. And I think that's just because several things. One, I see from scripture, just the clear command that God gives to show hospitality. Two, I think it's a great way for families as a whole, for couples, and even as women to be involved in ministry. Um, You know, especially in this season of my life as a mom with multiple young littles, there are some things that are very difficult for me to participate in ministry-wise. But hospitality is something that not only can I do pretty easily, I can also incorporate my kids and my whole family into that. And that's been such a huge blessing in our home. But hospitality is something that I'm very passionate about and that has just, I've seen the rewards of extending hospitality in our own life as we have sought to be a blessing and in turn have been blessed so much by the people that we have had in our home. And as I just really want to encourage you guys in this area, um, that's what led us to today's topic. So we've talked about different aspects of hospitality. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different as we talk about extending hospitality to the traveler. So this is beyond um, having somebody over for a meal. This is into having people stay in your home overnight, one night, multiple nights. Um, This extending hospitality to someone who is traveling through, to someone who is coming to actually stay in your home for an extended period of time. Now, I don't have a lot of advice to offer as the one on the hospitality hosting end of this. We have never lived in a place that afforded us the extra space or the extra extra bed space to have people stay overnight in our home. Now, we have had some people stay overnight. We've had some family members occasionally, maybe like once or twice we've had a friend stay. Um, But it's usually like... I'll provide food and a shower and clean towels, but you're going to have to crash on my couch or something like that. We've had my younger siblings stay with us. We actually had them for a whole summer. That's a story in and of itself, but we had them live with us for a whole summer. So we have extended hospitality in an overnight sense in some ways, but when it's family, it's different. You know, you can say, hey, you get the couch and you get the comfy rug. Um, We wouldn't do that if we had a guest coming through our house. So we haven't had the opportunity to do this too much. It is something that I would love to do 
more of down the road if God gives us the opportunity to have the space to allow people to stay overnight in our home. Another blessing is that my in-laws live like 15 minutes away and they have multiple empty rooms. My mother-in-law is an amazing hostess. So usually if we have a friend or a missionary family or something like that that is coming through that we know has a need of somewhere to stay overnight, we usually just have them crash at my in-laws and it's been a huge blessing. So kind of win-win, not sleeping at our house, but still trying to provide in that aspect of hospitality. Um, But all that to say, while I don't have a lot of experience on the hosting end, we have a lot of experience on the end of being a traveler. As I said, for about two years, we lived on the road, which meant we were in and out of sometimes hotels, um, sometimes like profits chambers, missions apartments, um, just an extra room that the church would provide for us to stay in. But a lot of times we were staying in people's homes. And While overall, I'm so thankful for every person that provided for us in that way. As you're a traveler, especially for an extended amount of time in many different places and many different families' homes, you learn, okay, this is a really good idea. This was a blessing. This was well thought through. And then you learn some things you're like, I want to tuck that away that if I ever have somebody stay over a night in my house, I want to think through this and not do it that way. Um, so I have been compiling a list over the past couple of years just with the heart of how can we be the biggest blessing that we can be as we try to minister, as we try to fulfill this command of showing hospitality um, to people in an overnight way. Now, a lot of this, um, you know, it has to do with um, if you're having people, you know, it could be friends, it could be family. I'm also thinking like, Um, different people in the ministry. I know missionaries are always people that need a place to stay. You know, we travel around church to church, but oftentimes we have a Sunday meeting and a Wednesday meeting and a Sunday meeting, but there's a Monday and Tuesday and a Thursday, Friday, Saturday in between those. Sometimes the church provides places for us to stay. Sometimes they don't. Now the Lord has just blessed us in our deputation journey. There were very few times where we had to put ourselves up in a hotel for an extended amount of time. Um, but you know that it's something that we were always thinking through. Um, and, and, you know, being on the road like that, having a family on the road, we were always trying to find the cheapest option. I know there was one week, probably the biggest chunk of time, that we did not have any plans of somewhere to stay and we had to figure it out on our own was the week that we were in Michigan. And thankfully it was in the summer. So the cheapest way for us to stay somewhere for a whole week was to camp. So we camped for a week and in the moment, oh my goodness, so many things went wrong. We had, Knox was like a baby at the time. Eden was a little toddler. It it was, it was a week. But looking back, it's one of our favorite memories from deputation. Just, we, you know, we, we can laugh now at what wasn't so funny back then. Um, But anyway, really angling towards those groups of people as you think about hosting um, to the traveler, to the overnight person. So before I jump into just a lot of nitty-gritty practical stuff, um, I want to share this verse that I came across in Hebrews 13, verse 2. It says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Um, As I was kind of digging into the meaning of this verse, what do these words mean in their um, original language, in the context? Strangers also had um, had the definition of the word sojourner. So in the Greek, the word that was used for stranger meant sojourner, and sojourner means traveler. 
So as people are coming through, you know, especially in the early church, um, you know, they had uh, a lot of house church, a lot of persecution. People were having to move around. And so this ministry of hospitality to the traveler was a key part of their faith and of their walk with Christ is helping these Christians as they're being moved around, as they're being shuffled around, as, you know, I, we don't have a church building, but we're going to have a church in our home. You know, people might have to travel several days journey to come for that meeting. So somebody has got to put them up. They have to have somewhere to stay. That's a lot of this context of where this verse came from. And, you know, as, as I dug into, again, the meaning of these words, an angel just meant a messenger. So someone that proclaims the truth of God's word. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a heavenly being come and eat dinner with you. It just means that as we are showing hospitality, as we're extending hospitality, fulfilling this command that God has given us, we also need to extend it to the stranger, to the sojourner, to the traveler, to these people who are messengers of the word of God. And again, that ties back into to the missionaries, to the fellow Christians, um, you know, to evangelists. I know people in evangelism are families are traveling as they go church to church, and that is in need. Um, having these people in your home. Pastors, as they travel, you know, there's so many different aspects of ministry that include traveling, and these people need somewhere to stay. And so it's a blessing for us to get to extend the ministry that God has given us in hospitality to these travelers, these sojourners. So with that groundwork laid of, I, I think, we pretty much established that it's clear that God wants us to do this. If he provides a way, when he provides the person, we need to quickly jump to obey and to follow in this. I just really want to get into some practical things to think through when you're showing hospitality to somebody in an overnight way. So this is not going to be, we're transitioning here, this is not going to be really spiritual. This is just going to be like, hey, these are things that are really nice to have in a room that somebody stays in if they're an overnight guest. These are things that are not a good idea. These are things to think through as you continue to live your daily life while you have another family who has a completely different daily life in your family for a few days. So just practical stuff. I want to thank, if any of you are listening, I am in this Facebook group, and it is ba uh, Baptist Missionary Women Group. So I think there's like maybe 1,200 members in this group, but it is all um, Baptist missionary wives, women, ladies serving on the field, um, and it's just, it's a great place for us to just get advice, share prayer requests. Anyway, all that to say, as I've been kind of compiling my own list in my head from our traveling experience, I kind of did a little poll in there asking them some questions, and I have got some really, really good feedback. So what I will share today is a compilation of my personal experiences and things that I have learned, but it is also some things that I've gleaned from these ladies too, as you don't get much more experience as a traveler as when you're on deputation and just in and out of people's homes all of the time. So if any of you ladies are listening to this episode, thank you for your input. It helped me so much as I prepared and prayed through this episode.
But okay, so let's talk about things to have in your space. So obviously, if you're having a family um, that isn't like your immediate extended family, it's nice to have their own space, their own room. Um, now, you know, maybe you have a designated guest room that can always be set up, ready to go. Maybe you can't. Maybe, you know, one of your kids hops in the other kid's room and that kid's room now becomes the guest room. Um, wh whatever it looks like for your family, you know, some of this will have to be adaptable. As I said, some of it can just sit out all the time if you have that designated space. If not, some of these are things that you just think through when the time comes. Um, but it, it is great to have at least a room um, that is kind of a private area that they can shut the door, um, you know, and, and it's nice to have a lock on the door. It's nice to have curtains that you can close. You'd be surprised. Um, places that I have stayed or that some of these other women that gave me input have stayed that had no lock, had no door, had no curtains. So just think you want a private space that they can relax and that they can separate themselves and be themselves. While it is wonderful and we loved getting to interact with other families, um, it was nice at the end of the day to be able to kind of close that curtain, close that door, and have our own space, especially as we had little ones. Um, you know, child training, child disciplining, child rearing did not stop because we were traveling. That had to continue. So it was nice when we had our own space that, hey, if we needed to address something with a kid, if we were having a really rough bedtime, not the whole house didn't have to hear the fiasco. You know, we could shut the door. We could have our own space space and that was great um another thing to think through and this isn't always feasible so again take what God has given you and be like how can I use this to the best of my ability and if I can't go this far then that's okay this is what God has given me and I'm going to use that for his glory but another thing that is really great is having a private bathroom for your guests now, again, we just recently stayed with Simeon's aunt and uncle, and they they built their house and they designed a portion of their house to be a guest area. So it was a bedroom with a bathroom and then a bedroom on the other side, and it was all connected. So it, it was a wonderful setup. We had our own room that we could shut the door, um, especially as traveling missionaries. There there's were a lot of times where we were all five in the same room for weeks on end. And when we finally got somewhere that Simeon and I had our own space, it was just so great to be able to shut that door and have just the two of us. Um, and I know that gets to be an even bigger deal when you have older kids and you can't get your alone time. Um, but this setup was great. And, you know, we had the kids in the other room. We could leave the doors open so that we could hear them. We all had the bathroom there. Um, so that was a wonderful setup. Not everybody gets to have that opportunity. But even if you don't have a bathroom that is designated for the guest bedroom or, you know, whatever. Even if you say, okay, my, my main bathroom that the kids normally use, like for us. Okay, so we have two bathrooms. We have one in our bedroom, so it's like the master bathroom. And then we have a main bathroom, and that's the one the kids use. So in our instance, I would say, okay, kids, while this family is here staying with us, don't use the main bathroom. If you have to use the main bathroom, potty, brush teeth, get a bath, anything, you're going to come to mommy and daddy's bathroom. We're going to say that, hey, this bathroom is your space for the time that you're here. And that is a blessing too, because that way the guest is a little more comfortable. They feel like they can 
leave some of their stuff in the bathroom. They don't have to clean it up every time. Um, also, I don't have to worry as the hostess. I don't have to worry that my kids are splashing toothpaste all over the mirror. You know, I can clean it really well once, and then if it gets dirty, it's on the family that is using it. It's not our dirt. Um, so that's something to think through. If you have the opportunity to set aside a bathroom as their private bathroom, that is great. Um, so let's just talk about some little things that are a blessing to have in the room that your family stays in. And I'm just going to bullet point through these. Trash can. It is a blessing to have a trash can, especially um, for those with little ones that are in diapers. Um, it's been difficult when we've stayed places and there were no trash cans. Or sometimes there's a trash can and it like... It can hold two diapers. You know, it's just one of those really, really small ones. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying you have to get like a whole big kitchen trash can, but it's just something to think through. I would suggest having whatever size trash can have a trash can. If it is small, um, maybe offer to, you know, do you have any trash that I can take out? Or maybe it might make them even more comfortable if you say, hey, you know, if your trash gets full, here's some extra bags, and you can dispose of the trash bag, you know, in this can or that can or whatever. Um, I know we've appreciated that. You know, sometimes I just, I want to take the stinky diaper trash and throw it in the, the can outside. Um, but that was something that was a blessing, not having trash cans. There have been times where, you know, we've had a pile of diapers and wipes piling up in the corner of the room because it's in the middle of the night and, you know, you don't want to get dressed, take it out. Anyway, have a trash can. Um, tissues, a box of tissues are great to have. Um, towels and washcloths. So I think it's kind of an understood that you would have towels in your bathroom for overnight guests. Um, even if they're only staying one night and you think, well, they may not shower, they're not here very long, always provide, always provide that. Um, but I've been shocked at how many places that we've went that a washcloth was not provided. Now, you had like a bath towel and a hand towel, but no washcloth. I use a washcloth when I wash my face and wash my makeup off. It's difficult for me to use a hand towel to do that. It's just a big, bulky thing to try to get wet and wash my face. So it's always a blessing to have washcloths. Um... It's nice to have a mirror in the room, whether this is just a smaller mirror or a full-length mirror on the back of a door. Um, that is a blessing. You know, especially I'm thinking as we were traveling and on Sundays, I'm trying to get ready, trying to do my hair. Simeon's in the bathroom. I'm in the back room with the kids. I needed a mirror to be able to do that. So that was a blessing. Um, different size pillows. So this was mentioned um, in some of the comments of the poll that I did in that missionary group. Um, not everybody likes the same kind of pillow. Some people like really fluffy pillows. Some people like flat pe pillows. Some people want the down pillows that like sink to nothing when you put your head on it. Obviously, that's not me, you know, and some people want hard pillows. So it's nice to have a variety of pillows on the bed and that way people can just choose what they want. Um, it is difficult, especially um, like as a missionary on deputation, we are constantly staying in different beds, um, sleeping on different pillows. If you haven't done that for an extended period of time, probably don't understand this, but it, it is difficult changing beds, even us being young. I mean, I remember some of our long trips when we would come home and lay in my in like our own bed. It was I, I just like melted like, oh, my bed feels so good. It's my pillow. It's my bed. Um, So just think that through. Try to make the bed as comfortable as you can. Can. You know, you don't want a hard, squeaky bed that's going to, you know, squeak every time somebody turns. Just try to think through. Make it as comfortable as you are able. Um, you know, some other things. It's nice to have bars of soap in the bathroom. Sometimes, you know, it, it, I know some people travel with body wash, but sometimes it's difficult to travel with a, like, soap bar. Um, so it's always nice to have that. And personally, 
I like it in the box. So if I'm walking in a bathroom, like, okay, here's my stack of towels. Here is a brand new box of soap on the top. So even if you, like, take out the brand new soap and then stick it in the shower, I still like having it in the box. It's just... I don't know. I guess it's a cleanliness thing, but um, that's something to think through. If you have people with kids stay, um, it's a great idea. You know, we've had some people that provided a little box of toys and books. doesn't have to be anything major, um, but that has been a blessing. Um, a chair is nice if you have the room. If you don't have the room, don't pack it crazy. And so this is going to kind of be a two-sided thing. So a chair, but also space, because you got to think like when we come in, we're bringing at least four suitcases with us, which means that the suitcases have to go somewhere. So if your room is like packed and cluttered and there's, you know, hardly room to walk around the bed, like where are our suitcases going to go? Sometimes our kids have to sleep on the floor just due to the to sleeping arrangement, which is fine. But, you know, if there's hardly any floor space to start with and then we've got the pack and play and then, you know, we've got suitcases and this kid, just think that through as you're looking at your space. Keep in mind that you want to have some open floor that people can have extra space for these different things like that. But if you do have room, a chair is nice. Um, it's nice for older people to have somewhere to be able to sit up in that's not a bed. Um, it's nice for nursing mamas to be able to have a chair to sit in. So just, just some of those things, different things to kind of think through as you think through that. Um, if you have the space, if it's a designated guest area, a little mini fridge is nice. Obviously, that that is not necessary at all. Um, but sometimes that can be nice for snacks and water bottles and such. Um, even if you don't have that, it, we have loved the places that have provided water bottles. You know, just two, four, however many, one per person. Um but just having those water bottles in the room, especially when we first get there, you know, I don't mind to ask water as the time goes on, but when we first get there, it's nice to be able to go to our space, unpack, have a minute, and then have that water bottle there ready for us. Um, another thing to think through is toilet paper. I know we had a toilet paper crisis a few years ago, but it's really awkward for a guest to run out of toilet paper. And toilet paper is one of those things you don't realize you need it until like you need it and then it's difficult to get it if there's none in the bathroom. So just think that through. Have plenty of toilet paper available. Um, a plunger is nice. Again, another thing you don't need it until you do, but when you do, you want it and you don't want to have to go and ask for it. So those two things are nice to have in the bathroom. Now, these are some extra things that are nice to have. Again, not necessary at all. You can be amazing hostess without having these extra things. But these are a few extra touches that if you just wanted to do something a little extra special or you had a little bit extra in your budget, these are some things that are nice. Flowers are always beautiful and welcoming as somebody comes into a new room. Um, you know, a, a welcome card. We've been places where, you know, the family's just written a little note to us. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Here's our address. Um, you know, there are some times where we, you know, we were so many different places and we were trying to remember what's the address. How do we get back to where we're staying? So it's nice to have the address. It's nice to have um, maybe the couple's cell phone numbers in there if you need to correspond with them throughout your time. If you're comfortable with them having, like if you have a code to unlock your house and you're comfortable with them having that and then coming and going as needed, um, it's good to have that written down somewhere. Um, the Wi-Fi password is wonderful whether you have this in a card or we've had people like display it in a little 
photo frame. Um, it's, it's really nice to have that, especially in today's time. You know, we, we all need that Wi-Fi password. Um, so those are just some different things to think through in the space. What are some things that are really essential that are a blessing to people to have in there? Now I'm going to transition a little bit into talking to you just some things to think through as you're having another family inserted into your family life for a few days. Um, so the first one, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, is sleeping arrangements. Um, just kind of thinking it through, all of these, thinking it through from the perspective of the family. You know, um, we've stayed, like I said, we stay with Simeon's aunt and uncle. We've stayed with people that we know very well, that we're very comfortable with, and that's a little bit of a different atmosphere, a different um, comfortableness level, I guess, than when we stay with somebody that we totally don't know at all. And in those instances, I mean, it was still fine because, you know, we were at a church, the church is having a stay with this family, and, and we loved it. It was great. It's always wonderful to get to know other believers and have that fellowship. Um, but in that case, I might not be comfortable with having my three and four-year-old sleep with your kids in their bedrooms while we're on the other side of the house. Um, you know, these are just some things to think through. And and we have been places where they're like, oh, I have a little girl the same age as your little girl. Why can't they have a slumber party, you know, upstairs? And then you guys are in this guest bedroom downstairs. Well, you know, everybody's comfortable with different things. That was not something that Simeon and I were comfortable with on many levels, but you also have to think through, you know, whether we're cool with our kids spending the night with other people or people that we don't know or whatever, you have to think through for a missionary and for us having those little ones, it's a lot of change. It's a lot of instability. Um, and that's something that we kind of constantly struggled with being a young family on the road. Um, so there were things that we'd really tried to implement as a family that helped our kids have security and have routine, even though every single day looked different. Possibly every bed in a week looked different. And, you know, so for us, I didn't want my kids just scattered everywhere, you know, making new friends and spending the night. For us, it was easier to say, you know, hey, they're going to stay with us. One, we can keep a close eye on them. Two, my kids get up early and they love to explore. So at least when they're in my room, I can kind of bar the door and hear when they try to get out. I didn't want them just running free around the house at 6.30 a.m. But also, you know, we had evening routine. We had um, some family things that we did together in the evenings that no matter where we were, no matter what time it was, this was our routine of going to bed. And it gave them some stability that they wouldn't be able to have if they were you know, all over the house and different things. So those are just some things to think through as far as like sleeping arrangements go. And if that meant that my kids were on the floor in my room and I did a little makeshift sleeping bag, I would rather do that than have them somewhere else. You know, there were even other times where they weren't actually staying in a room with other kids, but it was like Eden and Knox sharing a bedroom, but it wasn't near our room. It was upstairs or on the other end of the house, and even that I wasn't comfortable with. So just put yourself in the family's shoes as much as you can and try to think through that. You know, even um, with our baby, I know some people are like, oh, it's such a blessing when somebody provides a pack and play or a bed for the baby to sleep in. Personally, that was not something that I used if someone else provided. We had our own pack and play that we traveled with and we had a little extra foam thing that we used um, just because 
I mean, Ivy, we're home and Ivy still sleeps in the pack and play. So to make it a little more comfortable than that hard bottom board, um, you know, we, we just, we have her little setup and that is her bed. So I found that for her, it was better. It provided that stability. It provided that constant to just keep her in that pack and play. Now, did that mean that, yeah, sometimes we had to lug it in for a day, lug it back out, lug it in somewhere else for a day? Yes. But that one comfort measure for her was fine for us. So again, take that with a grain of salt. Some people were like, I really want a pack and play provided so I don't have to lug mine around or have to worry about where the baby's going to sleep. For us, that was just something that we traveled with and it was just, it was nice for us. So every family is different. You may try to meet the needs of a family and figure out it's not the needs that you thought that they would need. Um, but just trying to think through these things. Um, another one are meals. So I, you know, there's a lot of uh, just eating restriction, diet restrictions and allergies. It's a good thing if you're going to be providing meals for a family, ask that ahead of time so you can be prepared for that. Um, some restrictions and allergies and things are going to require a little more prep work from you. Maybe even a little more research as you try to figure out, okay, how can I make something gluten-free or, okay, I need to get dairy free this or whatever. Um, so that's just something to kind of think through as far as planning ahead for meals. Um, then just be very clear about lining up schedules, you know, especially for us traveling on deputation, you know, Hey, we might be having lunch with the pastor, but then the family needed to provide dinner and it needed to be before church. And it needed to be by this time because we have to be at church an hour early or, you know, things like that. You know, sometimes we would stay somewhere and somebody's like, Oh, it's fine. We'll just eat dinner after church. Well, you got to realize we have little kids, so we eat lunch at 12, but we don't get out of church because, you know, church doesn't get over until 7.30 or 8 o'clock, and then we stand around in fellowship for an hour, so that puts us going to Burger King at 9, 9.30, and my, you know, my toddlers haven't eaten since 12. So that's just kind of, again, just something to look at the family that you're having, try to assess their needs, and just just communicate. Like, don't be afraid to, to just ask, to be very comfortable with the family that's saying, what's better for you? Would it be better for you to have dinner before or to have dinner after? Okay, if we have dinner before, um, these are some snacks that we have in the kitchen. Feel free to help yourself. Um, this is one thing that somebody in the group said to mission, mention, that if you tell a family to feel free to make yourself at home, mean it. Um, if you don't mean it, fine, but don't say it. If you say make yourself at home, then be expectant that they're going to make themselves at home. If you say, hey, you can get in my fridge anytime and eat whatever you see, then don't get upset if you see them in your fridge grabbing something. Um, so just be clear about about things like that. But yeah, snacks. Snacks are a great thing to have on hand. Um, you know, where if it is one of those in-between or the kids are, you know, needing a little something before a meal time, it's nice to have that available easily accessible and just to let the family know, hey, there, there's water bottles, there's snacks on the counter, there's some snacks in the fridge. You know, these are things that we've gotten for you guys that you're more than welcome to help yourself to. And as you're thinking through snacks, um, it's great to not just have like junky snacks. I know that's the easy go-to, but especially as we were traveling so much and so often eating junk food, it was always such a blessing for us to go somewhere and to have snacks like um, granola bars or fresh fruit. Fresh fruit was a huge one. My kids love fruit anyway, um, but that was always a blessing. So just, again, think through that. Um, 
schedules. Be very clear in communicating schedules. You know, if you have a family staying with you that has other commitments while they're staying with you, find out what those are. Find out what their timeline is, what their commitments, what their responsibilities are. Like I'm again, I'm thinking as a missionary, but especially if you're having like a mission conference and you have a missionary staying with you, figure out what their schedule looks like so that you can help best serve their family around that schedule. Um you know, communicate what your schedule is. Hey, if you guys have to be out to work by 8 a.m. and then, you know, you just want the family to be comfortable, do what you need to do, come and go as you please, communicate that so they aren't just kind of stumbling around in the morning being like, I don't see anybody. I wonder where they are. Um, You know, and, and again, communicate these meals times too. I think breakfast is the biggest one. That was always a little awkward for us. Um, When that is not communicated well, you know, sometimes it wasn't even communicated if they would have breakfast for us. So it was always kind of this awkward, like, you know, we come out around 8 and just kind of feel out the situation while our kids are like, I'm hungry, I want to eat. Um, so that was awkward. Or sometimes we would have people be like, yeah, we're going to provide breakfast for you, but they wouldn't give us a time. So, you know, we didn't want to get up too early, but then we kind of felt bad if we slept in. It, it just, it made it kind of for an awkward situation. So basically in all of these things, just try to think it through ahead of time and help this situation to be as as least awkward as possible for both parties. Um, so just communicate that clearly. Um, I'm just trying to think through a few other things. If if you're okay with letting the family use your laundry facilities, again, thinking as a missionary, you know, there were times where we were traveling for a week. Our schedule was packed. There was no time to do laundry, and we have little kids, so it really needs to be done every couple days. So it was always such a blessing when we stayed somewhere and somebody just said, hey, you have access to our washer and dryer do whatever you need to do that was always such a blessing so if that's something that you're comfortable with and you know that's a need of the family that is staying with you by all means offer that um you know we we use a certain detergent so I usually travel with my own detergent um but it wasn't always that way so people you know would have extra detergent different things where they could show me like okay here's a detergent here's how this works I'm gonna let you do your thing and if you have any questions let me know and that was always great like I wanted to be the one to do our laundry. I didn't want to just like hand it over and then them do it. That that was awkward for me too. Um, but it was great that they kind of helped me see where everything was, answer any questions, and then they would step away and I could take care of our laundry. Um, so that's a huge blessing. And then really the last thing I just want to talk about in thinking things through is just to make sure that you clean really well. You know, everybody's level of clean is different. Um, but when you're cleaning for a guest that's going to be staying, especially for an extended period of time, just really clean great. You know, there's nothing worse than finding, you know, like dead bugs in the window or hairs in the shower or, you know, you lift the toilet seat and it's nasty. And, and, you know, I, I understand life is life. Things get busy. Things get overlooked. But just try really hard. Um, again, as a part of a ministry opportunity, it may not sound like cleaning the toilet and the shower is ministering, but it is, it is. So do your very best, give the Lord your very best as you, um, as you serve in this way. And, you know, I had one person mention, if your husband's going to help you vacuum and you got your kids on bathroom duty, great. It is wonderful to incorporate the family in serving, but as the wife and as the mom, just 
go back and double check and make sure that, because you know, husbands and kids miss things from time to time. Well, I was going to say they're still in training, probably not training your husband on how to clean the house, but kids are, you know, so if you just want to really have just top-notch cleanliness, if, if even if you get help from some other people, just go back, do a spot clean, make sure that it's good to go, um, and try to be clutter-free. You know, I, I know, again, everybody has a different decor um, everybody has a different, like, decoration style, um, but in, in your guest space, try not to have everything cluttery. Don't have knickknacks sitting all over the dresser and all over the nightstands and all over the bathroom sinks. Multiple reasons. One, it's really, um, I don't want to say, like, claustrophobic, but it can kind of close the space in. Again, thinking about people having suitcases and their own things that they need to set out. You know, it's nice to be able to set my Bible on the nightstand beside me and not have to worry about knocking over all the little figurines. Um, or even, I'm thinking, as we had little kids, you know, there was sometimes where we'd go into houses of, like, older retired people. And I'm not saying that you have to completely change the way that you decorate your home because you're going to have overnight guests, missionaries with young families and kids with touchy fingers. But there were some times where like everything on every low shelf was expensive and had this big long story and it was from overseas. And I remember the feeling of just like pins and needles of like, kids, please don't break anything because it costs more than our house, you know? And, and if you want to have that in your main areas, you decorate the way you like your home. If you've got the antiques, by all means, show them off. Um, but in that guest space, it might be good to think through, or hey, maybe I'm having a young family come stay, so I have these knickknacky things that I'm going to move out and we'll put back when there isn't a four-year-old and a three-year-old and a one-year-old staying in this room. But th- I've appreciated that, you know, having the little kids. I-, I don't need a bunch of cluttery knickknacky things that I have to worry constantly about somebody breaking. Um, so those are just a random long list of just things to have in the space, things to think through as you're having an overnight guest and seeking to be a blessing. I just want to wrap it up with, okay, I hope that all didn't sound like, oh my goodness, I have so many things to think through and, you know, to to buy and work through. No, not at all. Again, like I said earlier, just ask God to help you be the biggest blessing that you can be as you try to minister and serve another family in this way and do what you can with what God has provided for your family. Um, But there are blessings to obedience in this area. Just a couple quick blessings that you get from extending hospitality to the traveler. First of all, you get opportunities to serve. You know, you get opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this area of taking care of someone, their physical needs, giving them a place to rest, giving them food to eat, giving them space to to relax and recoup as a family. Um, you know, th- it's an opportunity to serve, and not just for you, but for your entire family to serve, for your kids to get involved in serving. Um, another blessing is fellowship. We have some great memories and really some lifelong friends that we have made from places where we have stayed in people's houses. Um, we've loved the conversation. It, it's it's amazing how you can have never met somebody, but that unity that we have in Christ just crosses all of those borders and gives us this bond. And from there, you find out things you have in common or different, you know, same likes, and and it just it grows from there. And and before long, you know, after a couple days stay, you have this friendship. Um, and, and so that is just such a blessing as you're able to 
to just meet new people, expose yourself to new people, and to have that fellowship. Um, and then my last blessing here is really just exposing your family, but especially your kids, exposing your kids to people that are in the ministry. As we bring this full circle back to um, that verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 2, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. As you show hospitality to these messengers of the gospel, to those who have committed their lives to serve Christ, your kids get exposure to those people. They get to hear their stories. They get to see their passion. They get to see their abandon as they say, hey, I am giving it all to serve the Lord and there's nothing that I'd rather do with my life. That is wonderful exposure for your kids to have. That's the exposure that I want my kids to have as they grow up. I want them to be older one day and look back and be like, man, remember we had so-and-so in our home? You're not thinking about the deputation trail because it's so fresh on my mind. But it would be amazing for, in 20 years, my kids to look back and be like, hey, we had the Murdoch family in our home. We were their last stop on their deputation trip. The Murdochs are missionaries to Germany, sweet friends of ours. And it would be amazing for, in 20 years, for my kids to look back and be like, I remember having the Murdochs in our home for breakfast. And now look, look at all that God has done through their ministry, through, through their work in Germany. And we got to meet them and fellowship with them and have a small part in that way back at the beginning. That's what I want for my kids. And even even beyond the exposure, the opportunity to train your kids in hospitality. You know, I don't know that my girls or my boy are just going to grow up and be as passionate about hospitality as I am. But whether it is your thing or not, again, we've clearly shown that it is a command in Scripture. God says, don't forget to entertain the traveler. Pay attention. I, I, I'm giving you this command. I've given you the command of hospitality, and I'm reemphasizing it by saying, hey, don't just have your best friend over all the time. Don't forget to take care of the people that are proclaiming the gospel. And, you know, these are opportunities to train our kids. And I have to think that the more that we make hosp- hospitality part of our home culture, part of our family culture, the more natural it will transition as my children grow and start their own families. And that's what I want for them. I want them to have this opportunity to serve the Lord in this way, to obey him in this way. But I've seen the blessings that it has been bestowed on Simeon and I and on our family. And I want that for my kids too. I want that for my grandkids. I want them to have the exposure. I want them to have the opportunity to serve. I want them to have the godly Christian fellowship, and I want them to have the training in hospitality so that this command can be obeyed all the way down the line. So I hope that this episode was a blessing to you ladies. I hope you found something helpful, and I just encourage you, ask the Lord, how can I show hospitality to the traveler? Again, maybe you're not in a situation where you can have an overnight guest. Maybe you're just going to have them for dinner. Um, but but still, all, all of it is a blessing. And just use what God has given you to obey this command to show hospitality to the traveler. So let me close this episode out in prayer. And I will join you ladies next week. Father, I thank you so much for your word and just for the clarity that you give and the commands that you give and the opportunities that you give us to follow you in obedience. Lord, I do pray that you will help me, help each one of the ladies listening to follow you in this area of hospitality in general and even specifically as we try to extend hospitality to the traveler, to those people that are sharing your word, Lord. I pray that you will give us opportunities 
to implement these things that we've learned, that you will give us opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Lord, and just as as you always do, as we follow you in obedience, Lord, I pray that you will help our families to just be more rooted in your truth, more rooted in, in the blessings that come from obedience. Help us as we try to pass this to the next generation. Lord. In your name I pray, amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.